You are now listening to The Efficacy of Truth with Brother Woods here on At A Church Radio. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Efficacy of Truth for today. It is the final day of the month, August 31st. We're so glad to be here once again on a Wednesday, going out live on YouTube, of course. And if you're listening to this later on on the podcast feed, we appreciate you as well. If you are listening live, we'd appreciate if you'd stop by, drop us a comment, say hello, praise the Lord. And uh, we always are interested in seeing what you folks are up to. It, it always amazes me when I look up the stats and see that people are listening from different places all around the world. We'd love to hear from you, hear how you found us, how you how you got here, how the Lord led you to uh, this podcast, this feed. And uh, as always, we're such we feel such a privilege to be able to participate in ministry with you and to encourage you. Uh, this is Sam, and I'm here, of course, uh, running the button, pressing buttons and everything behind the scenes a little bit since we've only got the one camera. Everybody, everybody complains and tells me I need to be on camera, and um, I'm like, well, we only have the one camera, so I'm okay just being off in the corner for now. But, um, of course, we have uh, Bishop Gray here as our uh, guest host once again. Uh, please pray for Brother Woods as he's still a little under the weather, but he is recovering. Praise God. And so good to see you, though, Bishop Gray, to have you here today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here. Amen. Amen. I uh, Mark said he was going to hop out there and, and wanted to work on the lawn today, and I was like, man, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, I'm, I'm, I enjoy fall. I enjoy when it starts cooling off, but I have really enjoyed this summer. For some reason, it's just this year, I've really enjoyed the, the sunshine. Amen. Amen. We've gotten I, plenty of it. <laughs> I, I love the light as well. Amen. Praise Amen. God. So glad to be here today and so glad for the mercies and the goodness of God and his loving kindness. And I felt like the Lord had dropped something into my heart when I found out that uh, I was going to be filling in today. And we're so privileged to have a God that is so mindful of us and a God that is so uh, wise and a God that's omniscient, that knows all things. Of course, he created all things, so he knows all things. And I felt led to go to Philippians, the fourth chapter today. And we're going through to the uh, sixth and the seventh verse. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And we look at that scripture today, and we those scriptures, and we see uh, that we should be in prayer, in everything by prayer and supplication with mm-hmm. thanksgiving, letting our requests be made known unto God. Then, would, if we do that, then the apostle says, "Then the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus." There is a peace that God has. The people of God have a peace that the world knows nothing of. And the peace of God, it can pass all understanding. It's yeah. not just freedom from disturbance, but it is a liberty. It, it is wonderful uh, to be at peace with God and be right with God and know that you have presented 
uh, all of your requests and everything that is uh, of importance to you. Like the scripture teaches us that we can cast all of our care upon him, right. for he cares for us. And we can also acknowledge him in all of our ways, and we can know that he will direct our paths. And, and that gives us the peace that we need. And it's peace many times that passes all understanding. It can, it, 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 it can uh, go above and beyond what we know and think and, mm. and how we should be feeling. But God's peace sub- supersedes all that and gives us a peace that is wonderful. It's a mm. peace that's glorious. And, of course, we know the Scripture said, There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Mm. And uh, we, we live in a world where people are seeking peace. They're seeking it through so many different avenues and so many different means. And if they only knew, uh, Brother Sam, that there's one way to peace, and it's through, through Jesus Christ. Amen. It's the death that he died on Calvary and the propitiation for our sin that brings peace to our spirit. Whenever we're right with God, whenever we've repented of our sins and we've been born again of the water and the spirit, it brings a peace that you cannot describe. Mm-hmm. It brings a joy. Uh, of course, the Scripture teaches us that it's uh, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And I want to just focus in on peace today. There's someone, no doubt, that's listening or going to listen that you need peace. You're you're in a place in your life where uh, there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of heartache. There's a lot of situation, maybe drama, but God is the author of peace. Right. Amen. Uh, he the <laughs> course, the scripture said he is the prince mm-hmm. of peace. Mm-hmm. And we as the people of God, we understand when uh, we haven't talked to the Lord or maybe we get a little cold or, you know, just haven't done exactly what we should be doing. We know that that peace leaves us and, and we have a little bit of irritation and we have uh, some troublesome in our spirit. But when we get back to where we need to be when we pray through, if you please, mm-hmm. and we let our requests be made known unto God. It brings back that peace, and that peace, uh, nothing can take the place of that peace, knowing that everything's right between you and God, yeah. and that He is in, He's on the throne, and He knows your needs, mm-hmm. and He knows right where you're at. Mm-hmm. He knows right where you're going. He knows the end from the beginning. As one person said, there's nothing that surprises God because He already knows it all. Right. And we should seek peace. The Scripture teaches us that uh, we need to seek peace. And, of course, when the disciples were out fishing, or they were going across the, the uh, Gal- Galilee, Lake Galilee, Gesenaret <laughs> of Galilee, they were, there came a storm, mm-hmm. and the Sea of Galilee, and, and it was a horrible storm. And Jesus was asleep in the bus, the hinder end of the boat. And mm-hmm. so... They got disturbed, like many times in life you do when things are not going well, and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to have a good ending. And so these were experienced fishermen, so it must have been uh, quite mm. tempestuous. Right, right. And one thing is to note that the Sea of Galilee, storms could come out of just nowhere. Mm. They just all of a sudden could come up upon you. And somehow that's how life is. You know, mm. we, we don't get a text message or we don't get a little cue. Hey, mm. storm's coming next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, storm's coming this afternoon, like the weather report, but mm. it came upon them. And so they, they even woke him up and said, Master, don't you care that we perish? And he already had it all in control. And he stood up in the boat in the midst of this thing, and he declared, Peace be still. And the Scripture said there was a great calm. Mm. So peace comes from God, 
And when we're not right with God, this is, this is the problem with our day. So many people are trying to justify themselves. And what they don't understand, there's no peace to the wicked. It doesn't matter if the whole world would agree with you, whatever your opinion, whatever you're trying to tout or support. And if it's against what God says, you still won't have peace. Mm-hmm. Right. It does not matter. And this is what's going on with, with all of these uh, ab- aberrant lifestyles. Mm-hmm. You know, They want mm-hmm. everybody to agree with them, and they want everybody to buy into it because the real crux of the situation is they don't have peace right. because... They're they're being wicked and they're going against what God says and so they're not going to have peace. I don't care if they get everybody in the whole world to buy into that lifestyle. Sure. They're not going to have peace. You don't have peace when you're disobeying God. That's right. You cannot have peace, and there is no peace, saith my God, unto the wicked. And the Lord wants us to have peace. Uh, it's this peace, as He said, it's going to keep your heart and your mind. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people that are losing their mind. They're they're stressed out. Um, even before the podcast started, we uh, saw of a, a person that we know that uh, had just kind of lost their mind at the the side of the road. You know, and mm. there's so many things that can trigger us. But when you you dwell in peace, uh, it's a beautiful thing. When yeah. you have God's peace resting, abiding on you, it, people can feel it. Right. I remember as a young saint, we had, you know, Sunday night service, man, we had a wonderful service, and, and the peace of God just followed me the next day. I mean, mm-hmm. I had peace the whole day through. I mean, driving that truck to the different stores, and I'd went to our store in Castleton, and I remember ringing the buzzer, and as I was standing there, I could just feel the peace of God just emanating. Just It was beautiful, and when the manager came to the back door, he was a Jewish man, and he opened the door, he said, man you have peace. I'm thinking, wow, this is something. Mm -hmm. This man can feel what I'm feeling. And it's wonderful that God gives his people peace. And of course, we know the scripture teaches us that in the peace of whatever country we're residing in, we have peace. And I thank God for the peace that we have uh, here in the United States at this time. Mm. and But I'm more thankful for this peace that passes all understanding that's keeping my heart and my mind Amen. in Christ Jesus. And this is what the Scripture teaches us, that we should seek peace, and we should ensue it, uh, because it is something that the human spirit needs. Uh, God wants us to have rest, and without peace, you really can't have rest. Have you ever been to a place where you're just troubled? Mm-hmm. And you try to rest, and you try to sleep, and, and you just toss, and you turn, you just, and sometimes you wake up in the morning, you think, wow, I really didn't get any rest. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I did kind of sleep, but it really didn't do what I needed in my spirit. Mm-hmm. And when we talk to God about things, God can lift you above the situation. Right. God can lift you above the fray. And as I've said before, all of the circumstances can be absolutely the same. Nothing has changed, but God has lifted you above it, Mm -hmm. and God has given you a certain peace about the situation, even though it looks like, you know, it might be, the devil tells you a certain destruction, but when God speaks peace to you, and you know God's in it, then you can rest, Mm -hmm. and you can know, you know what, God's got this in his hands, and I don't have to worry about it. And if you're facing something today, if you'll pray through and give it to God and find the mind of God, you can sit back and say, you know what? I don't have to worry about this. This is in God's hands, Mm. and and it will give you the peace that you need. Sometimes people let things from yesterday 
steal their peace from today. And then sometimes mm. people let future events steal their peace from today. And uh, both of them are thieves, and they, they try to steal from us the things that God wants to give us today. And we find in John 14, 27, let's turn there this afternoon, if I can get this thing to work right. All right, John 14 and 27. Uh, well, 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So Jesus was giving uh, the disciples, letting them know, peace I am leaving with you, and my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. The peace that God gives us is not based upon circumstances. Right. And that's the beautiful thing about walking with God. You can have peace in the midst of the storm, and the circumstances can be very wild, and they can be very undesirable, but God will give you peace mm -hmm. in the midst of the storm, mm -hmm. and he can touch you in some very adverse situations. I remember one time that my stepfather, he was just tearing the house up. He was drunk, and he was mad, and I mean, he was throwing furniture around. He broke the chandelier, and just everything was going everywhere. And uh, God gave my mother a peace, you know. Um, then another time whenever she was, uh, he was arguing with her because, you know, the devil knows when people are sold out and they want to serve the Lord. He would call her Sister Judy. And uh, he, he told her one night he was drunk, and, and he said, you know, it's a good thing that uh, I didn't do you like my first wife, just, you know, smack you all around the house. I guess that's how he did his first wife. Mm. And uh, she said, you know, because the Lord, you know, was with me or whatever. And he said, well, it's a good thing I haven't killed you. And with that, he went into his bedroom. He came back out with a gun, a loaded pistol, and he cocked the trigger and pointed at my mother. And my mom said I was standing there on the register. It was wintertime. She could feel the heat coming up. It was a gravity-fed uh, furnace. But she said, I felt peace. I was not afraid. Mm -hmm. She said, I was not a bit afraid. This man was pointing a gun at me. And he said, do you think God will stop me from killing you, Sister Judy? And she said, you know what? If it's my time to go, you'll be able to kill me. But if not, yes, God will stop you. Mm -hmm. And with that, you know, the gun discharged. I heard it upstairs, and it went about six feet away from where I was praying. Of course, I was praying. I heard he had come home drunk, and there was not a good situation going on downstairs. And the next day, he had t I'd heard him tell his sister, or he told her even, that the, the bullet was meant for her. Mm -hmm. And then he told his sister that he did not know what caused his arm to mm -hmm. go up and shoot up in the air. Well, I knew what it was. It was an angel of God. But mm -hmm. the thing I'm bringing out is my mother said, I, I wasn't afraid. I felt nothing but peace. Mm -hmm. And God can give us a peace that passes all understanding. And no matter what we're going through today, if you'll put your trust and confidence in God and in, in his word, uh, that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think, you can have peace, you can yeah. have rest. Yeah. And we need that, uh, you know, when we, we don't have rest and we have unrest in our soul, it's, it's not a good situation. God wants us to have peace and God mm -hmm. wants us to have rest. 
in John, uh, Romans, the fifth chapter in the first verse, it says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And that's how we have our peace. And another thing that affects our peace is our relationship with God. When your relationship with God gets out of, of kilter, then your relationship with people gets out of kelter. Right. It, it both affects one another. And when you get out of sorts with people, that's why the scripture said, you know, if you have ought, if you remember somebody has ought against you, it didn't tell you to praise your way over it. It didn't mm-hmm. tell you to pray your way through it. It tells you to do what? To go and be reconciled yeah. unto them. Them get that situation right. Then your relationship with God can get in line. Mm-hmm. But if you get out of sorts with people, then your relationship with God is affected. And if you get out of sorts with God, then your relationship with people also is affected. So uh, it's peace that we have through the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ because we have been justified by faith. Mm-hmm. And then Romans, the eighth chapter, tells us something about our mindset. We've got to have a certain mindset uh, that that gives us peace. It's, uh, I believe it's Romans 8 and let's see... I think it's Romans 8 and, okay, 6. Uh, actually, the fifth chapter, the fifth verse says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. When you have a spiritual mind, it brings you life and and peace. But when we get carnally minded, can you get carnally minded after you get the Holy Ghost? Absolutely, because we have a dual nature going on. We, we have to contend with the old man that is created in, in sin and ungodliness, and then we have the new man, which is created in righteousness. And of course, the Scripture teaches us they're contrary one to the other. Yeah. Uh, you know, these, these, this flesh is always fighting the Spirit. And uh, it, it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Mm-hmm. But when we're spiritually minded, when we got our mind where it ought to be, then it is what? It is life and peace. And of course, uh, the scripture teaches us that this, this joy that we have, this Holy Ghost that we have, it is righteousness, peace, and joy mm-hmm. in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can replace the peace of God in your mm-hmm. life. Nothing can replace the peace. You can go to the far reaches of the world, of the globe, and and try to find solitude. But you know what? If you don't have God's peace, you're not going to have it there either. Mm -hmm. You can have God's peace right in the middle of the city, right in the middle of a traffic jam. God can give you peace in the midst of of horrible uh, circumstances. But uh, thank God today for his peace. And we just want to encourage you uh, that you would serve the Lord and, and that you would do God's will. It's important that we all do God's will. And doing God's will and letting our requests be made known unto God brings a certain amount of peace because we know that God hears and answers prayer. Once you once you make your supplications and requests made, made known unto God, if you believe he's going to answer, then you don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. You've already cast your care upon the Lord, for he careth for you. 
But so many times people will cast them on the Lord and then they'll gather them back up when they get ready to leave and take them back home with them. That's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to cast all of our care upon him. And we live in a world that is, it it does not have peace. It does not have rest uh, because we see the wickedness of this world. uh, It's, it's in great proportions. Of course, we know uh, in Lot's day, or, or the scripture teaches us, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. In Noah's day, the earth was filled with what? Violence. Mm-hmm. And we see the violence uh, that is in our world. We see, uh, you know, they 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 think if they take the guns away from people, that will stop. That's not going to stop the violence. They'll mm-hmm. just use something else. Sure. And uh, it's, it's important that we realize that Jesus said, out of the heart mm-hmm. proceedeth all these evil things, the mm-hmm. murders, and it's a condition of the heart. It's not the environment that people are living in, it's the condition of the heart. And we see in our generation, in our culture, there's so much that uh, children are, are being raised with, of course, that's affecting their heart. David mm-hmm. said, my eye affecteth my heart. And you don't think that you set a child in front of a violent uh, videos and games and all that for 18 years that it's not going to affect him. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely going to affect him. And he's going to get desensitized to certain things. We as people, if we experience something long enough, we get desensitized to it. It no longer... Uh, you know, has the effect that it once did. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like um, several years ago, there was a woman that was raped and murdered in front of like 60-some people in New York. Mm-hmm. Nobody did a thing. Wow. Nobody lifted a hand to intervene. And uh, we we see that a lot of children have, are being desensitized to so many different things, and it's, and it's affecting our culture mm-hmm. uh, because we have people out there now that are just, uh, they're, they're like... They don't have normal affections. Right. That's that's one of the last day signs. Mm-hmm. They're without normal affection, mm-hmm. and they're incontinent, and they're fierce, and and they're tr- truce breakers, and they're heady, and they're high minded. But thank God today we don't have to be like that. And uh, Romans five and thirteen says, "Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope." Through the power of the Holy Ghost. Mm. What a beautiful scripture. Now the God of hope. Our God is a God of hope. Mm -hmm. And he will fill you with joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. How many times have we walked into the house of God discouraged? How many times have we walked in God's house uh, without hope? And before the service was over, God had moved Mm -hmm. and touched us. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Ghost had ministered to us and gave us a hope, gave us the hope that everything was going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Thank God for his spirit. Thank God for his goodness. I remember one time my my wife shared this incident with me. uh, My mother and father-in-law's oldest daughter had run off. They did not know where she was. Uh, and it was a very dangerous part of Arizona in the mountains. And they went to the camp meeting there, and they were late. And they walked in the back door, and there was a minister from Texas. And they had not been there very long until the brother stopped. And he said, I feel, he said, there is a mother here that is grieving. Mm-hmm. 
you're, you're grieving over a missing child. And he said, I just want to let you know, God's letting you know, you will find her before the night is out. And that's absolutely what happened. Mm. You talk about the Holy Ghost ministering to mm. you. Mm. The Holy Ghost wants to minister to somebody today. Uh, you know, that the devil deals in hopelessness. And this is why so many people uh, think suicide is an option because they have no hope. You know, they, they can't see any way out. And that's the opposite of God. God is the God of hope. And he is the God of, of not just the, li- the, he's the God of the living, not just of the dead. He is a God that can bring hope. Uh, just like Ezekiel, whenever uh, the Lord took him to the valley of those bones, he said, can these bones live? Hmm. He said, oh, Lord, only thou knowest, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) humanly, no, they can't. But you know what? God showed him and the sinew came upon them and the muscle came upon Mm -hmm. them. And uh, the next thing you know, he saw an exceeding great army. That's how hope sometimes is built in our lives. Not necessarily the the very same analogy, but sometimes we come and it just looks like a, a desert of dry bones. I mean, mm-hmm. not bones that are just recently dead, but bones that have been yeah. dead for a long time. Yeah. And when you look at something like that, it just looks like a hopeless situation. Sure. But then whenever God's spirit begins to move on the situation and God begins to, to his spirit blows upon the situation, then you see things coming together and you see, uh, you see the muscle and the sinew and then you see God raises something up mm-hmm. from the complete, mm-hmm. something that has been completely dead and sometimes our dreams and our visions sometimes they they seem like they're dead but god can resurrect resurrect them in just a moment and he wants to minister to you through the power of the holy ghost the holy ghost no wonder the writer said jesus said it's the comforter Mm -hmm. and it does comfort us and it's necessary we can't do the work of god without the holy ghost the power of the holy ghost is so necessary and and it's so necessary to uh to have the mind of the spirit Mm -hmm. you know when we have our services uh you know it 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 grieves me and uh here i am gonna get up on my soapbox but it grieves me uh i feel like the lord showed me a few months back um most of your churches, when you walked into a sanctuary, the focal point of that sanctuary was what? It was the pulpit mm-hmm. where the Word of God is disseminated. Right. And now you go into modern churches and you walk in, there's not that focal point. It's a stage. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the spotlights. You see maybe some microphones, but you see nothing else. It's, it's made into a, an entertainment venue, if mm-hmm. you please. Wow. And, and that, that, that concerns me. Sure. That that concerns me because God's house should be a house of prayer. It should be a house mm. of worship. And I know there can be prayer and worship, but it, it just brings in a different uh, essence to me. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, when I was young, going to concerts, it was dark and and the f- lights were flashing. And you know, why do we need that in God's house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we don't need that in God's house. God's a God of light. God Amen. can move in stark daylight. Amen. He doesn't need mood setting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need mm-hmm. flash, uh, you know, spotlights on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are just things to try to substitute mm-hmm. for the moving, moving of the Holy Ghost. I'm yeah. so glad that God saved me and put me in an old-fashioned apostolic church where the Holy Ghost just seemed like it oozed through the walls. Amen. We didn't need, Amen. there was, the church wasn't very beautiful. The ceiling was the most beautiful part of it. It was a hardwood ceiling or, and that was the most beautiful part of the building. But oh man, when the Holy Ghost began to move, 
it was most beautiful place mm. on the, the face of the earth. Amen. And we don't need all that. When, when people get the mind of the Spirit, and, and one thing that was so precious about the church, there were so many prayer warriors. When you walk in before service, you didn't hear talking. You heard people talking to God. Yeah. The first time I visited that church, that was the first thing. I'm like, whoa, what is that? It was people crying out to God, and, mm. and it just felt, it made you feel like, whoa, you know, I'm not going to laugh and joke, but I'm going to find myself a place to sit on. I'd, I'd never heard that before. I'd mm. never experienced that before. And then when the service began, uh, later after I got in the church, you could tell when people prayed before service, the first note that was played, it was on. The mm. Holy Ghost was just starting to move. Mm. And it, it amazes me how God can orchestrate a service. Yeah how that nobody has communicated with each other and everything runs many times run things run on the same theme mm-hmm. because people had the mind of the spirit mm-hmm. and that's so beautiful and it's uh, especially as a minister sometimes god may give you a, a message and you feel like you're you're right on point and then you have testimony service and somebody gets up and testifies and it's right on where mm-hmm. God's given you. You thought, okay, yeah. I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. And maybe right. somebody sings a song and it kind of goes in that same vein. And you think, well, this this is the mind of the Spirit. And it's beautiful how the the Spirit of God works and moves. And you, you can't learn it. Mm-hmm. There's some people that have tried to learn it. They feel mm-hmm. like uh, we went to an assembly where they thought, well, if God moved in a fast song last night, he'll move in a fast song tonight. Well, mm-hmm. that isn't always how it, it works. Right. Just because right. God moved in that song Sunday night doesn't mean God's going to move in that song on Wednesday night. Right. Oh, yeah. You've got to have the mind of the Spirit. It mm-hmm. may be one service, man, it's a, a barn burner. You know, mm-hmm. man, we just uh, shout and dance, and, and, and then the very next service, it might be something that is just like the dew mm-hmm. that falls from heaven, and, and the Spirit of God just come down so peacefully and, and joyfully and minister. And no matter what it is, if we'll just let God have his way, then we can have the peace that we so desperately need. The world is seeking after peace, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're looking to all the wrong sources for this peace. People are looking to drugs and alcohol to find a release and try to find peace, and what they don't understand is uh, it's only making it worse. Right. You know, when when you sin, it it only makes the, the... unrest in your soul worse Mm -hmm. and especially if you've walked with god and you're sideways with god you're not going to have peace until you get everything right yeah Yeah. uh i remember a story that was told by my pastor and then uh i was privileged to sit under the the other minister uh who it was about my pastor said that this woman had called him she had gone to the church years and years before and before she had left uh, there was a minister in the church, and she had called him in the office with the pastor, and she had told the pastor that this this minister was making passes at her. Hmm. And, of course, the minister said, I did not. And she said, oh, yes, you did. And so that's it was kind of like an impasse. They both were supposed hmm. to have the Holy Ghost who was telling the truth. Hmm. Uh, I think the pastor just said, "Let's let we'll just let God judge it. And years later, the lady calls him. The pastor and says, uh, "Do you remember me?" He said, "Yes, I remember you." And she said, "Do you know how to get a hold of that minister?" And he said, "Yeah, I, I know how to get a hold of him." She said, "Would you please get a hold of him and bring him to the hospital? I'm in the hospital. I can't rest. I've I've got this and all kind mm-hmm. of things wrong with her." So the pastor agreed, and he he called the man. The man agreed to go, and 
they went into the hospital room and and there she was laying in the hospital bed and and she finally began to confess and she told that minister she said i want to apologize to you she said i lied on you and i want you to forgive me and when mm-hmm. she said that they said the Holy Ghost came down on in that room, and there was a young man that had come with them as well. He started spinning around like the top, and they said she slept like a baby after that. God had touched her. When we're out of sorts with God, it affects us not only spiritually, but it affects us physically. Mm-hmm. It will. It, yeah. You can be physically sick because you're not right with God. Mm-hmm. But when you get peace down in your soul, it affects body, soul, and spirit. Mm. So even the apostles have said, seek peace. We're, we're to seek the peace. We're not, we're not supposed to seek unrest and mm. division. We're supposed to seek peace because uh, even as sheep, the analogy of sheep and the shepherd, uh, peace, uh, sheep will only drink at still waters. Sheep love peace. And they do not like unrest and, and all that. So, mm. uh, and Jesus told us, he likened us to uh, sheep, did he not? Mm-hmm. Praise God. And then we find in Romans, the 16th chapter, uh, the 19th verse said, For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise unto that which is the simple, um, good and simple concerning evil. Mm-hmm. And, the pe- and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Mm. God can bruise our enemy right under our feet. And if we would just be obedient, uh, I think Sister Gray read that in in Isaiah this morning after prayer meeting. Uh, Isaiah said, if you be willing and obedient, Mm -hmm. you shall what? Eat the good of the land. And this scripture is telling us uh, because of their obedience, God is going, the God of peace is going to bruise Satan under their feet Mm. shortly. Mm. And uh, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 14. All right, I'll get there. This thing's not acting right. I believe it's 30, uh, yes, 14 and 33 said, For God is not the author of what? confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. So God is not the author of what? Confusion. And the scripture teaches us where confusion is, there is every evil work. Mm -hmm. So no wonder the devil deals with confusion. Mm -hmm. But God is a God, not the uh, author of confusion, but he is the author of peace. He is the one that wants to give us peace. Uh, he, he gives his beloved rest, doesn't he? Mm. He gives us sweet peace. And uh, Colossians 3 and 15 says, it's not, uh, no, 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 I got the wrong book here. This iPad, I'm not doing too good on it today. There we go. And he said, the 14th verse says, well, let's go to 13th verse. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God do what? Rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, 
and be ye thankful. So he's telling them that they have to forgive one another. Uh, unforgiveness brings unrest. Un- unforgiveness brings all sorts of trouble in our spirits. And Jesus taught us that if we don't forgive one another, then God will not forgive us. Mm-hmm. And so the apostle was telling them, you know, if you have a quarrel against any, even as God has forgiven you, so also do ye. And then he told them to to put on charity or put on this uh, agape love, which is the bond of perfectness. And then he said, let the peace of God do what rule in your hearts. Mm-hmm. God wants his peace to rule in our hearts. Mm-hmm not confusion, not unrest, not jealousy, not envy, and all these things, uh, all of these things, all the works of the flesh, they take peace from us. Right. We, we no longer have peace. If you get angry with somebody, you see how much peace of God you have in your heart. Mm-hmm. If you get jealous of somebody, you see how much peace of God you have in your heart. But when you give everything to God and you pray through and you place your life back on that altar and you give yourself completely to God, then my friend, you will have peace. You will have Amen. sweet rest because God's not the author of confusion, but of peace. Amen. And you can have a life that's full and joyous if you let the peace of God rule in your heart. As humans, there's so many emotions that we face. There's so many things that uh, we have to overcome. And if we give ourselves to them, to the works of the flesh, we're going to be a very miserable creature. Uh, sometimes when I pray, I think of this gentleman down in Florida, poor old feller. Uh, I was out doing some work on the trailer, and he walked by, and I got to talking to him, and so full of bitterness, so full of hate, and I, I felt so sorry for him. I mean, you could tell he was living a miserable, miserable existence, and I'm so glad God brought me out, and I'm so glad for his peace and that rest that we can have. It doesn't take material things. You you can't even, you could have no two dimes to rub together and you could still have the peace. Yeah, amen. And, and people can't buy, you can't buy that peace. You, you can't manufacture it. It comes from above. Mm-hmm. It comes from God. Mm-hmm. And I see that I've kind of crossed over my little threshold here. We try to keep it to a certain amount of time, I think. But did you have anything that you'd like to add, Brother Sam? Just reminded of uh, Hebrews 4, you know, just like the passage you just read, you know, you have to let the peace of God rule. Hebrews 4 talks about um, entering into his rest. It's, it, it is a choice you have to make to allow God's rest, to allow God's peace in. And like you said earlier, a lot of times we get caught up because we've been carrying around something for so long, it's become our friend. And so even though it hurts us and it's painful and it's, you know, bitterness, whatever it is, we're so comfortable with it mm-hmm. that we have a hard time letting go or we have a hard time allowing God to to cleanse us and, and to, you know, root things out and all of that. And that's um, the encouragement that I would I would leave with any listener today is to, you know, take a second look at those things. Uh, you know, you have to take stock sometimes and, and, you know, sit down and just take a moment and think through it, maybe even write out, you know, okay, what are these things in my life that I'm allowing to consume me, that I'm meditating on, that, that you know, what this bitterness, whatever it is, and you have to kind of confront it and, and, you know, in some cases even cast it out, you know, in that sense of like, okay, I need to reject this. I need to make room, if you will, so God can come in and right. actually change my life. Because if you keep holding on to that thing, you can't serve God and that thing. Absolutely. And that's really what's happening, you know, even though it's something negative, 
it's often you're enslaved to whatever that is. And if you don't let it go, then God won't, won't be able to work because you're not giving him room to work in your life. So there is that element of, of releasing, you know, right. of, of letting God work. And, uh, you know, when you take those burdens and you lay them upon him, having the faith and the trust that he can handle them and you don't have to pick him up again and try to handle him yourself because you weren't doing it well enough before right. anyhow. That's the truth. Um, but that's uh, that was the, the thought that I had was that Hebrews chapter 4 where he talks about that entering into his rest and you have to believe and you have to trust in order to right. enter into that rest. Right, and he said, therefore, there remaineth a, a rest for the people of God. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking, my mind went directly to uh, how they trap monkeys. They, they tell me that mm-hmm. they make little boards and... It's, they put holes in the board just big enough for the monkey's hand to go through, and then they'll put some shiny bright something on the other side, and those monkeys will reach through and grab a hold of that little bobble or whatever it is, and and they want it so badly that they can they don't even have to cage them. All they have mm. to do is pick up the board, and that little monkey will just hold onto that thing all the while he's being captivated, mm. and he's being put in captivity because he wants that. And so it is sometimes with. Uh, these things you were talking about, uh, people have held on to them for so long. Yeah. As you say, they're so they're comfortable with that situation. They're yeah. comfortable, and some people have been hurt, and you you can talk to them, not even five minutes, and here it comes to the surface. Right. right. It might have happened twenty five years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. So you see that it, it's just barely below the surface. So you know that thing has troubled them for all those years. Yeah. How much better just to release it? Amen. How much better to give it to God? Amen. And let God be the judge of it, and get peace and 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 find forgiveness. And you're gonna have you'll be the winner because right. when we right. don't forgive people, then we're we're the ones that it, it it's like one man the analogy he put, you know when unforgiveness is is like and, and thinking about other people is like taking a little bit of poison yourself every day thinking that's gonna hurt them. Yeah. it's not hurting them a bit. It's right. it's just killing you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thank God for His peace and thank God Amen. for the ministry of of at a church and what God's doing. And uh, we just want to encourage uh, whoever's listening today, uh, whatever it is that's taken your peace, whatever it is that has taken your rest, whether it be unforgiveness or whether it just be worldliness, you know, worldliness will take your peace and rest in God. When we're not doing what God wants us to do can take our peace and rest. Um, and just in, I encourage you today, give it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Get God's peace back in your life. Get mm-hmm. prayed through and and let God use you. If you've stopped going to church, find a good Holy Ghost-filled church Amen. and get back to the worship of God. Get back to the house of God. There's so many dividends in walking with God. There's so many benefits that just overlap one another. And and as that song we sing, the goodness of God, it's running after mm, me. Yeah. God's goodness, you can't outrun the blessings of God. Amen. If you do what God pleases God, his blessings are over. They're going to overtake you. Amen. And I thank God for his blessings this afternoon. And I, I thank him for the peace that he's given to my soul. And I'm so thankful for the truth. Amen. So thankful for the way. I'm so thankful for the life. And uh, I, I want to live a life that pleases him. Amen. Because I know if I please him, then I'm going to make it to eternity. Mm. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, we thank you so much for uh, joining us again this week, Bishop. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you in the studio and um, we of course are so glad for all of our listeners who are joining us again whether you're joining us live or whether you're 
after the fact, listening to this or watching it online. Um, you can find us everywhere. You can just search for At A Church Radio, and we'll show up. That's At A Church Radio. And also you can look at our website, atachurch.org, to find what's going on here, uh, which we do have to update now that we've got our other campus going and all of that. We had our first service this past Sunday, and that was a real blessing. we got our, another service tomorrow night uh, there at the Southern Campus. So we're just excited about what God's doing and, and uh, just trying to keep up with all of that and Amen. keep track of it. But um, we are so glad that you joined us today, that you are listening, and uh, we hope that this is a message of encouragement and a message that will uh, reach out and touch your heart. And again, I'll just allow God to work on you. You know, as you hear these scriptures, as you meditate on these things, allow God to make a difference in your life, and He will. Um, as always, we have been so privileged to have you join us, and we'll catch you again next week. All right. Thank you so much. You are listening to your Apostolic Radio at a church radio.